The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Time to release your mouse, turn your speakers way up, and hang on to your hard drive as the SEO rock stars log on to rock the net right out of the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. January 9th. It's the whole new year. It's 2007, and this is really, absolutely, and for true, a live SEO Rockstars. Is it live? Are, are you there, my gorilla brother? I'm not sure. Actually, we pre-taped <laughs> this a month ago. No, we are live. Go figure. How'd that happen? You could just, you could just see the people bailing out of the chat room. I know. All right, we're done. Jeremy's show is over. Nothing else to listen to. Let's go. No, no, no. It's live. That's all right. <laughs> He's got a lot of hecklers. I wouldn't want him around anyway. It, it's our only, I mean, it's really our own fault anyways. You know, I mean, it's like, welcome to SEO Rockstars, the most irregular show on the whole network. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of tough. But, um, you know, I think we'll be able to do better. I think so. The next keep, month or so. We say that all the time. We we come up, we're, we're going to do better, we're going to be here more, we've got plans for show segments, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And then what happens every Tuesday? Oh, dude, we've got a show. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Come up with something. Uh, well, the problem then, is, then, I, I I actually have to work. Yeah, you know, me too. This was yeah. easier when neither of us really worked that hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, traveling and working, and sometimes it's, and I just got back from vacation. I'm leaving again tomorrow. There you go. So, but I will Doc, be back. Doctor House in the in the chat room. He goes. Now the real question: Will they talk about something useful? Um, well, spit it out. Say what you want to talk about, and we'll we'll yeah. roll with that. There you go. In the meantime, while we're waiting for Doctor How to ask a question that will be useful to him, um, got to say, uh, iPhones launched uh, this morning. Yeah. Dude, I got a little bit of techno lust over the iPhone. You know, it's Apple. I get that. I totally get that. But what a sweet, sweet phone. I haven't even seen it. I don't want it because I hate iTunes and Apple beyond belief. Yeah, dude, it's it's so cool, though. I mean, that's the only reason I would never use it is because it's guaranteed not to work the way I want it to work with the software that I have. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. It's very very cool. I have a whole bunch of this music I paid for, but I can't, uh, you know, it just doesn't work. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, they want to talk about spamming WordPress. Well, we can talk about spamming WordPress. Yeah. I mean, right, we... on the, right on the heels of Matt, WordPress Matt Mullenweg being on Jeremy's show, let's talk about spamming WordPress. His spamming WordPress? His. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the... The, the spamming of WordPress. I, I didn't ask Jeremy, WordPress. but I was curious. Did he ask him how is his friend Hot Nacho doing? 
<laughs> I, you know, I think it. I, I was. I, I took a call, so and I think it came up because I did see Nacho roll past in the in the chat room while we were talking about it. But uh, oh, he was in the know. chat room. Well, no, I just somebody mentioned it in, oh, the, okay. in the chat. So, but whatever. Doctor Howe wants wants us to talk about how SEO is dead, and well, you know, the folks over at Did It have told us SEO's dead. Yeah, Not necessary. I'm just pretty much done with that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a no-brainer. But you know what we can talk about, which was a little bit of hysteria this week, was the Google and the CSS thing. Yes, and uh, CSS and external JavaScript. Right. Being so, crawled by Google. Couple things to get straight is that number one, I can't remember who broke it on their blog, but and that's a whole new thing, right? You find something cutting edge, you're the first person to tell the world about it, and instant fame and fortune. The problem <laughs> is, it's nothing new. It's been going on since I don't know 2002 at least. Uh, Google does on occasion request CSS files and. Then there was another follow-up post. Um, I think it was on Grey Wolf's blog. Somebody put a link to a Matt made a comment on the Disney blog. There was a blog about Disney, and this guy was complaining that he got booted out, and Matt commented that, hey, we tried to send you an email. You know that whole we're kind to some spammers and we email you and tell you we've kicked you out thing? Apparently they yep. still do that. I thought that program nice. kind of flopped because I've never gotten one. But <laughs> yeah, I just I just get kicked out. Yeah, I so never get told why. He actually posted a comment on the blog, mentioning how they had sent him and, and pretty much copied the automated letter, basically saying that they found hidden text, and so some pages have been removed. Um, <clears throat> so I guess the thing that kind of needs to be cleared up is. This is not the regular Google bot going out. And, there's just no way they're going to automatically pull CSS files on every page they crawl. Well, the other side of it too is even using CSS files, and you know, there's so many ways. There's so many different things you can do with divs and invisible divs and clicking to make them active and this and that and all. I mean, there's. I mean, how could they ever really, truly, possibly look at a page, look at the CSS, and interpret perfectly that, that that's dodgy? Right. I mean, the, false, so, the false positives have to be completely out of control on something like that. What, what you find typically is that it's probably an internal tool that's been dispatched after a complaint, mm -hmm. most likely. So they have a tool that will go request. They request it, it looks at it, hey, boom, you're penalized for 30 days, and let's try to send you an email. Um, so really wasn't that big of a dramatic thing as everybody made it out to be. But you can still, you know, it's very easy to cloak your robot's text file or to actually cloak your CSS file as well, right? Or just block it entirely. Well, then that's the next question. So what if everybody does that? Are they going to just ignore it and check it anyway? Um, if it's a spam reporting tool or, or somebody manually following up on a spam report, then they probably will. Yeah. Because they're not going to index it. They're just going to look at it. <clears throat> so 
you know, it's kind of like people just snooping at files in your robot's text that you've said don't index, but you give a list of what to do. So cloaking a robot's text file is something, you know, we used to do a lot because that's the first place your competitors look. So why let them know what it is you do or don't want indexed? So we'd simply serve a different robot's text um, depending on who's asking for it. Mm-hmm. The other thing around that, if you're if you are doing stuff with hidden text and you feel you want to keep doing stuff with hidden text, and I'm not passing judgment either way on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> um, but you so you can either block it in robots text and then serve it to Google differently, blocked and not block it for other people. Um, you could simply not make it hidden, you know, just cloak the CSS file and have that chunk removed. So when Google indexes it, it is printed on the page. Then you have caching issues, so do you want to, um, you know, put in the no archive thing? Or you can just, you know, do the whole IP cloaking thing. Um, it's not that, you know, you could set up your thing to just give a 403, you're forbidden to anybody that tries to look at your CSS file. So, everybody's rushing out to not get caught, but it's kind of <laughs> like the big... Google cloak busting tool that had, um, you know, that was going to end cloaking as we know it several years ago. Yeah, Never it happened. Worked like worked like a charm. Uh, Yambo in the chat room is saying, "How do you cloak a robots.txt?" And well, you cloak it the same way as you cloak anything else. It's simply another page being requested on your server. Yeah. And all you do is intercept the call, who's asking for it, and which page do you give them? It's a little mod rewrite tool, so um, and it's the kind of thing like if you're using John script uh, IP delivery, you know basically the way that program works is you set your server up to parse um, standard HTML. You can define what file extensions get parsed for Perl or PHP or whatever. So basically the way it works is the file that sits at the root level that's, you know, home.html isn't really an actual HTML file. That's actually a script hidden as an HTML file. So when your server, when somebody requests it, parses that, and that executes a script that says, hey, let's go look in this folder. If you're person A, we're going to grab this content. If you're person B, I'm going to grab this page. So the pages that you actually serve sit in a different location. So you can do the same thing with um, the robot's text if you just set the server up to parse the text file the same way. So um, it's pretty, you know, it's, it's kind of standard mod rewrite stuff um, if you're scared to do it. But in reality, you should just behave yourself and stop cloaking your hidden text. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Behave you know. yourself. And and according to Jason Calacanis, Google will just take care of you if you build your site correctly. Yeah, yeah. That is interesting. <laughs> now, another Which interesting... You know, I mean, I'd be more concerned about duplication and stuff like that. Yeah. And I wouldn't even be that concerned about duplication, to be entirely honest. But, the whole uh, kiss of death. Well, you know, the interesting thing that we've been seeing, we got a project where it's a WordPress thing. We're running a subdomain. We've got somebody blogging on it, and they're doing their own blogging, and they made... Such a long list of navigation stuff to where the navigation is all duplicate on every page, and her regular blog posts have gone supplemental, which is kind of odd. 
haven't really seen that before. They're not really the shallow, empty container pages. They actually have real content on them, but it's almost like the volume of navigation, the template related. You know, we've talked about that in the past. It's how much of it, how much of the replication of the actual container is factored into it. Yeah, but then and, you know, on the other hand, I've seen sites running, you know, wildcard. Um, DNS or uh, a URL structure that is smart enough to render a page regardless of the order of the variables. And when you put the variables in a different order, that new URL structure cascades to the entire site. Right. And so what you get is, you know, duplication all over the place. Not only are you getting duplicated across your wildcard DNS, all your all your subdomains are getting duplicated through all these crazy different URL structures because typically what happens is somebody, when they're building a template, types something in the wrong order, and now as it gets crawled, it just spins out duplication left, right, and center. So we have actually just finished cleaning up a site like that. And um, the reality of it, let's say the, the site realistically should be 10,000 pages. There was a, it was a good factor of 10 bigger than that as far as what was indexed. Right. And so let's say, for argument's sake, 10 of every page is indexed. So we have a 1,000% duplication or whatever it is. You would expect 90% of that to be supplemental. And it wasn't? No, like maybe 10, 15% supplemental. Duplication wow. thriving all over the place. Now, where were they getting the links to rearrange the variables? Were you actually generating links differently, or so, well, some of it was in was internal, where they had you know when they're building the navigation, the, the programmer said, "Here's the you know here's the code for the navigation," and then when they added in, "Hey, you might also like you know these related products," they they flipped the variables around inadvertently in the code. Right. So as soon as you as soon as this, the bot would come in to you know URL A for whatever the product, and it would you know, get index everything to go crawl out of the navigation, everything, then it would get come across the related products links and you know, there's hey, here's more links to go to and the variables are changed, so you go to product B with a different variable change and that variable, that new URL order cascades through the whole page. Right. So it was I mean it's very clever programming. You really can't very difficult to actually get a four oh four at this site. Um, but <laughs> and some guy thought that was a great thing. I'm going to assume so. Never have a 404. <laughs> well, and you know, getting back to the WordPress thing, and we've been experimenting a lot with and the typically stuff that we see go supplemental all the time is <clears throat> when you're trying to get those keyword, you know, for geographical stuff. Uh, you you want to rank for every city-state combination or every state, you know. I sell blue widgets in Washington. And so you have kind of the shell that has some generic text that's kind of a find and replace thing. And, you know, you spit out 50 of those pages, one for each state or whatever, and try to get a rank. And over the time, you know, those have not worked as well, and they tend to go supplemental. But what we've done is found it's working pretty well is combining fresh blog entries, just news-related blogging with, so you can use even like your category page. You use an include page, so you have your 
you kind of your find and replace copy at the top, your title and description, and then below that you feed in related news stories about from that state or that topic. And what ends up happening is because those news stories get updated regularly, they're going into a category, and, and the volume of the content in that because of those blog posts grow, then that page tends to not go supplemental. So kind of like scraping, but it's not. You actually have to write the content. There you go. It's getting harder. It's getting harder and harder. It is getting you know, so get... much harder that it's not, you know... It's almost not worth doing anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to say that it's my 2007 New Year's resolution, but definitely it, we're at the point now that we're taking all the stuff that we've learned over the years from our more aggressive stuff and applying it to more mainstream, you know, it has more benefit from that point. Yeah. Because as we, especially if you try to grow and like our our operating costs are a lot more than they used to be, so you don't have as much luxury to just toy with stuff and have it not produce cash. Kind of True enough. Those days are gone. Point. Huh? Those days are long gone. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's definitely gone, kind of. Now, I get asked a lot, you know, at conferences and stuff, why I went corporate, why I got into the agency side, why I got out of, you know, all that other stuff. And I, honestly, I mean, there, there was, you know, the future and the career and, and, you know, kids and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was just, I just happened to be sort of luckily a little bit ahead of the curve of a lot of people that are going you know, sort of moving out of the, the the really aggressive black hat spamming stuff. I mean, there's still a lot of that out there. And if you go over to Threadwatch and, you know, look at some of the guys that hang out there and whatnot, there's some guys that are very good at it, very aggressive at it. But, you know, um, you know, even look at your model for 2007. It's changed. It was changing all through last year. Yep. So Definitely. there's – and there's not to say there's not good money to be made doing what we do still. But uh, no, I'll tell you what, true. let's uh, let's take a break here, and when we get back, we're going to take a little bit of issue with uh, with shoe money and something he said on his show just before us. So, uh oh, now I didn't hear it, so I'm going to rely on you to repeat that properly. Well, I've already I've been IMing with him, getting some clarification. So we're gonna we're gonna take it's not a big issue. We're gonna have a little bit of fun with it, and uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. So hang tight. <laughs> Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. 
Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. Hey, all you affiliates out there, this one's for you. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. You hear that sound? That's the sound of your cat starving to death because you didn't produce enough volume. So you want to know how? Do you? XY7.com. XY7.com is the only way for you to convert your clicks into cash. So let's get it together, girls. XY7.com. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Cash, cash. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Incredibly entertaining. I want to ask you a question that comes with controversy. Oh, now you're really tapping into it, Byron. See, now you get a chance to ask all the questions that you always wanted to know. Even better, this is going to be podcast so we can listen and laugh later. This is one of your favorite things. Keep it simple, stupid. Tiger, tiger, tiger. Yeah, no question. I think it was tiger, 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 tiger. <laughs> he is the name. I mean, he is what golf is uh, resting on right now. <laughs> I think he's a great team player. He did buy his wife a new yacht. Yeah, well, for that team, he's doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Get to know Melanie Mayer on Life Tips, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, only on webmasterradio.fm. Virtual Webmaster Frat House. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. All right. And we're back. And uh, as I said before we went to break, uh, Shoe Money was stirring it up on his show. And what I heard was <laughs> that 
Shoe Money was trashing on-page factors for SEO. Yeah. And so I thought, well, you know what? Let's uh, let's get it from the horse's mouth and just make sure that's what he said or what he didn't say because I can go tear him a new one on the air because when I do that, people tend to threaten lawsuits against me. No. So, well, that's never going to happen with me. Just well, call I didn't him a figure. stalker. <laughs> Unless we're mutually benefiting from it, of course. But <laughs> we can get some good links out of uh, whatever yeah, that PR is. Yeah, anyway. PR that's pretty great. Yeah. So, so basically, tell, tell us what you said here. Okay. Well, it's been a week, so I'm not positive exact quote, but basically, yeah, I was saying that on-page SEO is super overrated. And, and my reasoning behind it is basically I have pages with, that just could contain the, in the URL or the title, or well, the title would, do you consider the title on-page SEO? I guess. Absolutely. Okay. So, so it's like the anchor text mixed with a URL alone and zero page on the content will rank better than having all on-page content and nothing in the URL and that's just my experience. I mean, I found that. So I just think people put too much emphasis on content SEO, and not enough on building quality content mixed with you know putting the keyword either in the domain, in the URL, and and using it as targeted anchor text. And actually, in that show, I said that you know white hat SEO, 95% of it is super simple. And I said the difference is, and I specifically mentioned YouTube because you guys know the the other areas of it and. And that's really the, the secret sauce into what separates the men from the boys in SEO. That's what I said. Okay, so Todd, are you going to be upset if I totally agree with you, not you? <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here to say that I totally disagree with you. I, I'm, I'm not like that. Not... Now, keep in mind, in Todd's little corporate world, he lives on page, baby. Totally. Okay. And, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a perspective thing, and it's like I, I was just reading um, – you know something uh, Danny wrote not too long ago here, where he was talking about the you know the SE the people looking at SEO as being rocket science, and you know we look at it and we go, okay, yeah, it's totally easy, and and I agree, ninety five percent of of what you do on page, it 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 just makes sense, and we do it naturally, and, and when we build our sites, when we write our blog posts, when we do, I mean, most of what we do, we just naturally include all that on-page stuff without even thinking about it. And then that's why we go, well, of course, on-page stuff is overrated because we never, we don't do on-page SEO, but we do. Yeah, I think, well, SEO. But here's the thing, what, what she's seen, and, and it has, there's two sides of the coin. And, and the big thing that doesn't get factored in amount is the whole trust factor of the site. And that has a huge impact. And I, I see stuff like what she's talking about all the time. I mean, I have the time when, um, I think I told this story before, but, I had a client that, uh, you know, worked in a, in a data recovery space, and they also had a separate company that did computer forensics. And they were two separate, very similar in nature, but two separate businesses, really. And the data recovery site disappeared from Google for a while. So the idea is we thought is like, hey, we'll publish, um, we'll take down the other site, and we'll publish the site on the, because the other site ranked well, too. We'll publish the data recovery site on the computer forensics domain, get it crawled and everything and bounce up links. And it, what ended up happening is that that site still ranked on the first page for computer forensics, even though the word was never mentioned anywhere on the site forever, as long as we left it up. Because the yeah. links pointing to that domain said that that's what it was about and the age of the domain and all that kind of stuff. So in those kind of situations, 
it's completely true. The other side of that coin is if you are one of those big trusted power sites, OnPage is like gold, right? Because it's you can absolute, function just off your internal juice. It's absolute magic. So for the kind of companies you work with, um, you know, you're not going out and getting external links pointing to these interior pages. You're just tweaking the on-page stuff, and all of a sudden they pop like crazy. So it really depends on where you're working from. But and you either guys, way, you know that I play with expired domains, and I, I picked up one that I saw that somebody had used to just spam the crap out of poker terms, and I, I registered it and redirected it to um, my uh, like a subdomain of shumai.com, and within re- I mean, the domain had been expired for two years, and within within a five weeks of me registering the domain and just 301-ing it to the subdomain, it started ranking top ten for poker terms, like online poker. And that's um, silly, isn't it, when you think about it? It is. And, and I had nothing on that page that had to do right. with poker. And that's no, a that, that's competitive totally term, but it just had tons of targeted backlinks, or anchored backlinks. Well, well and that, and the that, other th- that's a huge part of it, though, and you look at why that works. It's, it's got tons of targeted backlinks. The whole miserable failure George W. Bush thing, that worked because because the whole equation was so overweighted towards the linking. I mean, you can defeat anything with enough links. You can go rank for whatever you want with enough but links. But here's the whole thing. Not only was that content, those words, not on the page, you could put up something that is totally 180 degrees opposite. Right. Yeah. And to me, that and then here's the interesting thing about the whole trust and the links. And we've been doing a lot of testing with that. And, you know, the, the crap links at a trusted site do wonders. <laughs> yeah, they so do. How much those has a lot to do with where you bounce them to and what you point at. So a subdomain of shoe site, you would get that effect. And when I, I toy with that kind of stuff with WebGirl all the time, right? I can... We actually do that for sandbox testing. So I'll take a client's site, and we'll redirect the site and have the site get recrawled as a subdomain of our site. And then I can kind of gauge if there's any kind of penalty. So if the site won't rank and they have all the outbound links that point to their domain, and I point a sub at that IP, and in their... Uh, you know, in the HT access file, what we do is we say, okay, if you're Google, you come here, um, you know, it's, it has now been moved to, you know, companyname.webgorilla.com. And Google, we let Google come back in and recrawl the whole site under my domain, and then I can gauge the difference that the same links have. And you can spot penalties instantly. You know, and a day later... At, you know, within four or five days of it getting recrawled from an older domain like that, it's back to being first page. So the receiving site has a lot to do with it. And, and it doesn't work backwards, which really sucks, you know, the EDU <laughs> stuff. You can't throw links in EDU and then 301 the EDU and to a new That'd site. That'd be lovely, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that that flaw worked. <laughs> that one was money in the bank. But I guess that's the part where it, it isn't rocket science, but it kind of is because all those situations are a little different. So there's a lot of sites that if they take the attitude, I'm not even going to worry about my on-page stuff, that's foolish. And the other side of the coin is, is the same way about the links and stuff. So Yeah, and really that's what it boils down to is you got to examine your situation and 
you know, the situation that, that you work in and, and, and you as well, Jeremy, it's a very, very different world. And your lives are about link acquisition to a large extent. And when you look at, you know, you know, even all three of our blogs, we pretty much rank for whatever we put in a title. So that doesn't help us in, in determining what's really happening out there. But you go out into, you know, Fortune 1000 corporate SEO world where I spend most of my day, and, you know, they're not interested in doing link hunting and all this and that. They already have tons of links. And all you got to do is go in and, and just say, okay, you've got this part all taken care of. Now we just need to do H1 tags, and we need to do this, and we need to do that. And that massive authority that Greg was mentioning early uh, kicks in. And, yeah, overnight, all of a sudden, you're popping for every product name and brand and all that kind of stuff that you sell. And then if you want to take the next step, once you get all that in line and you have this great authority site, then you head over and find, yeah, okay, you know, a few hundred links from – Text link ads makes a oh. humongous difference. Huh. Yeah, regardless of the quality of those links. Now, Jeremy, let me ask you this: Do you? I mean, this is because I still we still do a lot of the aggressive. Stuff. It's not so much for revenue as much as it is for R and D. I mean, I I find situations where the stuff that we learn by pushing the envelope on that kind of stuff is so valuable to regular clients. I mean, just the fact. You know, like the 301 thing. How many people know what kind of juice you can and cannot pass with proper redirection? Right. So if yeah. you're a big, you know, if you're a legit company and you're the white hat guy and they have a legitimate thing that they need to move a site, I, I take my guys from the dark side handling that project any day of the week because I know they've toyed with it enough to know. You know yeah, I can't agree. I really can't agree more. I mean... I mean, I, I always have said I'm, a, I'm kind of a line pusher, and uh, I mean, my whole presentation in, in Chicago is about the gray area of contextual advertising alone, and I mean, that's, that's really where the rules are made. And well, you remember where um, a week or so ago, and everybody's, there was this post on the Craigslist stuff? You know, we spent a couple weeks bouncing links at Craigslist just to see, you know, try to gauge its trust factor. See if it was a, a qualified parasitic host, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, it was just amazing how fast. And it, it has no value because of the limited shelf life and how quickly stuff will get flagged. But it was really interesting just to see, like, okay, I have a little link network, and here is a post I put, and now I'm going to put some anchor text pointing to that Craigslist page, and watch it just rocket to the top. Um, four or five days. Yeah, it's super super interesting. I've done that with forums, with uh, forums and, and Craigslist as well. You just put what you want to rank first, and you know in the title or whatever, and then yep. it ranks for it. And then you can you can occasionally drop a link in or two, and it won't get flagged. And it's just amazing that what traffic that'll bring. Problem is Craigslist doesn't let you to redirect anything. Yeah. <laughs> But but some forums you can upload JavaScript. That well, I hear. Yes, you can. <laughs> and also here, there's some trust factor with images, with browsers that will allow you to redirect. Also, and then yeah. you can redirect that to like a page that contains JavaScript that redirects. So, yeah. But there's, that's there's, I, I've read about people doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. 
Hey, and so, Jeremy, your, your, one of your predictions came true today. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited. And, I like, kind of, so did kind of, you tell the truth. Do you have a little inside scoop on that? Well, it was, yeah, I kind of, I, I talked to, um, we've been working with the developers there because they, I was talking to them about, you know, I said, you know, it'd be so easy to invite 40,000 people into my blog log. And he was like, really? You think somebody would go to that measure? And I said, boy, if they thought they'd get traffic, you bet your ass. And, and, and he said, well, I just think it'd be hard. And I said, okay, let me go at it tonight. And he's like, okay, okay see what happens. <laughs> I had, I had 10,000 friends in, in <laughs> seven, seven hours or so. Right. And, and so, so he's like, all right, well, stop. And um, he's like, uh, so I kind of developed a good report with those guys and stuff. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to post about, you know, what, how you guys are really put in some good measures to eliminate that kind of spam and whatnot. And he was, and he was like, yeah, you know, but we're, something big is going to happen, so we can't really talk much about our exact what we're doing because that could be, you know. So I got the impression at that time that something big was going to happen. And looking at their history, it had been reported two or three times that they had been taking trips to California, meeting with Yahoo, and, you know, Zawadney had been drilling them down and whatnot about, about what they're doing. And so, I mean, I think I had a good impression if it wasn't Yahoo, it was somebody. Right. And that's, and that's kind of why I posted. I think somebody's going to buy this thing because they're just they're just getting too many eyes and and stuff. So, so yeah. I mean, I had I had definitely had some inside info that they were going to get bought. But. Ten mil, huh? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you guys heard my show, but I had Matt from the WordPress Creator on, and uh, and, and also Greg Harnett from Best of Web, and, and Greg said I really think they undervalued themselves, and, and Matt said, Oh, I don't think so. I think they got more than than what they were worth. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. Like, I, you know, it's it's a crazy world when some, like I only saw my blog log for the. I sort of started noticing it maybe like you know a couple of weeks ago. Like all of a sudden it was starting to you know get on people's blogs who I knew, and bam, sold for ten million dollars. Right, you gotta love Bubble Two Point man. I didn't really pay attention to it until I started getting emails telling that I've been hijacked. Yeah, yeah that's when it first came to my attention, and that was that was from you, Shu. Yeah, did I, did I not say that you did. that's the greatest PR stunt that ever took place? <laughs> you did. I, I got to agree. I mean, I think if I ever start something like that, I got to just start hijacking people's Yeah, I mean, look how many files. people rushed, rushed over to claim their brand. I did. It was probably your idea, man. Hey, you guys, know what? It was this. Oh, Shoe Money written all over it. I wish I could have. It was shoe money marketing stamped all over it. If, but I wish I could claim that. I mean, because I, <laughs> I would have. I mean, that was brilliant. If if it wasn't them, then they should thank the guy that was doing it because that was really, really. I mean, it got me to use it. So well, I just think everybody went out, probably to all the other ones, and yeah. I'm just not smart yeah. enough to put it into my blog properly and make it work. So I, I've seen now. I've seen fake people who have Matt Cutts's. I've seen fake people who got. Uh, the blog maverick guy, Mark Cuban, he actually, whoever has his commented on my blog, I was like, dude, you are so fake. There's no way you're the real Mark Cuban. And, I mean, people are just snagging. So I think Yahoo's going to fix that right away. But Well, you'll have to have a Yahoo ID. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Everything will convert over to that. So how many how many users did they have? They had, had 26,000 three weeks ago, and now they're up to almost 45, I think. Um, so they they basically, I mean, they've just been gaining users like mad. As soon as TechCrunch started using them, is when yeah. I noticed their their they just went through the roof. 
Wow. But, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of weird. You know, also somebody made a good comment to me. They said, you know, when Skype was bought by eBay for $2 billion, they were only generating $200,000 a year in revenue. Right. So it's like, oh, it's never about the money. Yeah, Yahoo looks at it as like, ooh, this is a good widget. It's got a lot of users, you know. And they know what a yeah. user is worth to them, I guess. So Yahoo looks at it that if we keep going out and acquiring stupid little things, nobody will know this, that our ad platform blows. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, they're, they're so desperately hoping. And that's why your next prediction that Microsoft will buy them will probably... Oh, because... You see today Microsoft is leaked out about their analytic thing. Yep. Oh, the beta? Yep. Alpha, yeah. actually. So, you know, it's kind of weird. All the big companies are running buying around little companies, and they have no idea what it is they're going to do with them. Well, you know yeah. what's really interesting, though? You talk about Microsoft leaking the alpha, you know, buying the deep metrics and now leaking the alpha version of uh, of the their package, whatever they're going to call it, and stuff like that. What... Microsoft's actually a little bit different in, 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 in one respect in that if you know where to go look at Microsoft.com, they have about 150 free products you can go download that, you know, any, that cover Search and Windows and Office and like all kinds of different stuff. Tons and tons of their own stuff that just due to the size and the, and the agility of Microsoft is never going to see the light of day. And so it's easier for them to buy existing and change it than to actually try and get their own product out the door, even though they have tons of that stuff already developed. Yeah, well, it, it, as far as the talking about the oh. users and stuff, sorry about that, that's my dog. The, uh, basically, we, uh, I, you know, I have a pretty big community of mobile users and uh, going on almost a million users now, and we were approached by a, a ringtone company who wanted to purchase us for a couple million dollars, and um, and I talked to one of the Yahoo guys who had left. I mean, the site by itself generated almost $1.7 million in, in net revenue last year. And so, I, I mean, obviously that didn't really make sense numbers-wise. But, but we talked to him, and I talked to this former head of a, uh, well, whatever, advertising, whatever. He left Yahoo. And I, and I said to him, I said, you know, what do you think about this? You know, I mean, I sure would like a big payday and then move on, but... I feel like, you know, ringtones and the mobile stuff kind of dying. He's like, man, you should just acquire just mass land grab users, just mass, 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 whatever you got to do, build your user base, huge, huge, huge. And he's like, your, your site will be worth, you know, so much money because Yahoo and Google are buying up this real estate on, on the web of communities right now or, or communities to throw ads at people. And if you can buy one that's a, a mobile you know, or if you can build this huge mobile market, that's going to be their next target is to throw ads at mobile people. And so, I mean, I really thought that was an interesting discussion. Absolutely. Well, it, it, the entire thing boils down to, down to the eyeballs. And when you start looking at buying stuff like my blog log and anything mobile-related and dig and delicious and, like, all these social network things, it's where you know there are real people actively spending time and so that becomes a lot more valuable than even the if they're idiots in the search results. Yeah. So the, the more people you have that you know exactly where that person is and when they're doing whatever they're doing, uh, it just becomes so much more valuable. Well, the cool thing about MSN and the, the whole analytics thing is that 
despite all their faults, I'm confident they'll be far more committed to cool things like, I don't know, API support than other engines. I hope so. I, I really am disheartened with Google's. Um, I mean, even though, you know, they, they officially announced they're no longer supporting it, I mean, it still works, the API. It's worked the same as it has for two years. They just they haven't supported it for two years. They just officially announced. I mean, I know the community recently is in an uproar about it, but... Yeah, but, like, there's no API support for analytics, right? Right. And you would think that that would be a cool little thing to allow people to do. Hack that on. would be cool. You know, it's, it's just a pet peeve of mine because I've been spending a lot of time working on that kind of stuff lately, and nobody's doing it well. So if Microsoft could come out the way they did with their search and all their different API stuff, that would be pretty trick. Well, the problem I, is they'll I, be I in alpha for eight them, years. I think you're giving them a little too much credit. I mean, I mean, it sure would be nice, and don't get me wrong, I, you know, I really pretty big Microsoft backer lately. Other than the fact that results suck, I really want them to do good. Yeah. The, I mean, they've been dragging their heels on their Ad Center API. I mean, Ad Center's been well, that's live. That's because they for, have no users. But I mean, you the, know, why they don't have the distribution base. But why would they have any more users for their analytics package? Well, why would anybody spend time developing tools for the API when they're not going to use the system because they have no distribution? Right. Yeah, their volume is fair point. It's tough. The, um, I, I've said to my ad center representative, I'm like, listen, they do have an API. It's just really limited, and they and it's they really, really limited, and they're hardly letting anybody use it. Exactly, including me. And I and I said, I said, listen, you know, I, I've got this poor man's API, which is basically I just have completely scraped and integrated on your site. I mean, you know, and they're like, okay, whatever. I mean, they just I, Microsoft is one of those places where they just boggle my mind that that they just don't get it. Um. And it's just, it frustrates me with Microsoft because they have the backing and funding. It's like when they send out all those laptops to those people that just totally bashed <laughs> them back. <laughs> I just thought, wow, Microsoft, this is just another case of they just don't get it. And they they walked up to, like, you guys know my programmer, Dill Smack. He's, he's uh -huh. kind of cocky. And, and uh, we, we were no. at the Microsoft, the Kingpin thing, and this lady comes up to us and asks us about analytics. And I said, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited, blah, blah, blah. And... And, and Dill Smack looks at her and goes, you know, you know what we need? And she's like, what? And he goes, you know what, what we exactly don't need? And, he, and she was like, what? And he goes, another goddamn analytics thing. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, dude. Nice. Sweet. Well, yeah, you guys, we, I have to go. But thanks all, right. For, all right, dude. Thanks for calling well, me. It was good to talk to you guys again. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It was, uh, it was excellent. And uh, right, we'll go see take you care of yourself. All right. See you, Jeremy. All right, on that note, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, uh, pay some more bills, and then we'll come back and wrap up the last bit of the show. Cool. Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? 
Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Best of the web. The Internet's oldest directory. EOTW.org since 1994. Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions. 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. I took on Rob from Best of the Web, who beat my ass three to nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know why I know. he did that. I don't know. He just, he got me. I have no excuses. I wish I had an excuse, but I don't. He got me. If I was going to go into a sumo outfit and wrestle someone, I would have picked someone small. Why did you pick someone so big? <laughs> you, you son of a bitch, you. You went up to him and told him that I challenged him, and then they go, shoot money to the front line. And I go up there, and he's like, what, what, you want a piece of me? And I'm like, I was told you wanted a piece of me. And then you come over to me, and you're like, hey, Rob said he's going to kick your ass. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what you did. Net Income with Shoe Money. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Cyberspace, the final frontier. These are the voyages of your new business enterprise. Its ongoing mission to explore strange new domains. To seek out new sites and new monetizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. WebmasterRadio.fm So logical. You'll go out of your Vulcan mind. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. Monkey Boy. 
Oh, wrapping up. <coughs> pardon me, wrapping up the last little bit of the first live SEO rock stars of the year. And yeah. I can't think of a better way to go out than to go rail on Wikipedia a little bit. Okay. How do you feel about that? Did you have you seen? Did you have you heard the story about Matt Cutts? Yeah, we're not all cool. Well, here's the whole. At first, I thought the whole let's backtrack and where it started. And the guy was writing the thing, trying to go out and prove to the world that Bruce Clay invented the term search engine optimization, which was it was really the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But so everybody, you know, people are going like, you need to go write your profile. It's like I don't, I don't care if I'm in the wiki. Stupid. <laughs> but then Matt got in, and now they're going to take him out because he's not Notable. well known enough. Well, they've decided to keep him in. Oh, okay. The 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 upshot of of as of uh, yesterday, or maybe at some point earlier today, they uh, they decided to um, decided to keep him in. But did, have you read? Did you did you read Danny's open letter to the Wikipedia no. editors? No. You should really read it because, of course, it's you know a classic Danny style. I'm going to go toss it in the chat room over at Search Engine Land. And basically, what it turns out is there's this. It, it all goes back to this one dude. I'm trying to find it here in the in the thing. Juggler, which is J U six six L three R. Right. Hacksaw, dude. Um, so this guy, he's uh, he's writing his PhD in bioinformatics at Boston University, and this is this is what Juggler Juggler purports. He says, "I'm knee deep in writing my PhD thesis in bioinformatics at Boston University, and I just really need a release sometimes from the writing process. Oddly, I found the best thing to take my mind off my thesis is fixing vandalism and improving encyclopedia articles here at Wikipedia." And Danny says to that, then can I suggest, Juggler, that you get back to your area of expertise, finish your thesis, and stop ironically doing exactly what you profess to be trying to stop. <laughs> Beautiful. Well written. So this guy, Juggler, tripping around there. He's a bioinformatics Ph.D. student. I don't even know what that is. And if, So if he hasn't heard of the people, then they're not worthy. Apparently. And if that's the case, then the whole topic is not worthy, right? <laughs> I mean, my argument when it first came up it was like, it is stupid because it's supposed to be an encyclopedia, and none of us would ever be in a real encyclopedia. True enough. And SEO wouldn't be an Encyclopedia Britannica, I'm pretty sure. And if it did, but if they did decide to put it in, they would probably list people who were prominent in that space. So, but there's all kinds of crap in the wiki that's ridiculous. Well, Doug Heal gets a page. Nobody's talking about deleting that page. And that's the biggest joke of all. And it just shows you why <laughs> open source, community-driven crap is exactly that crap. <laughs> I'd much rather have... I'd much rather pay money and use a real encyclopedia that somebody spent money to build and charged me money to use. That's actually researched. Right. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's the thing. So then it comes out. There's this, there's this other guy running around goes by, uh, where is he here? Is that the Bruce Clay lover guy who started writing yeah, all to begin with? J.E. Hochum or Jehochum or right. some, something like that. So he's, he is sort of, he's the, the Matt Cuts of Wikipedia, it would appear to be. He's, he's over at Threadwatch and he's, 
Right. Uh, J.E. Hotchman, looks like. Jonathan. He's over here at Danny's place. So he's running around doing the whole wiki defending thing. And basically what he's what he's saying is that, yeah, well, they, it wasn't that, um, you know, it, it wasn't that he's not notable. It's that he wasn't uh, cited correctly. And, and, and when Juggler put in his objections, he also didn't put in his objections correctly to say that, you know, well, we don't know if this guy's actually notable because nothing is properly footnoted and all that kind of crap. Right. But, you know, and that's the thing. If you're going to go around editing the wiki and you're not sure if someone's notable, throw their name in Google for crying out loud and see if they are notable. Oh, no, he's going to wait and throw it in the new wiki, wiki source. Throw it in the new, the, the new wiki search? Yeah, that's going to kill Google. <laughs> going to wipe them off the face of the earth by searching the wiki. Like, what a noble idea. We were doing that three years ago. Hmm, let's take a bot and crawl all the sites that are indexed in the open directory. <laughs> and that'll give us a smaller yet higher quality data set because, you know, humans were involved, and what a bunch of crap. <laughs> I'll, I'll take an algorithm any day. Oh, yeah. Over a bunch of people who work for free who, who get caught up in the power trip. I mean... It's just like the ODP was. The wisdom of the masses. Do not trust the wisdom of the masses. Well, no, because it's, you know the whole power struggle within the little free community hippie love organization thing <laughs> just goes bonkers, and the guys in at the top end up being you know more like Hitler. They're just crazy, and they cut. You know, it was the same thing. What was the other directory? Um, the one that Disney bought. Go guides. Oh yeah, yeah. In, you know, InfoSeek. That was a great. I was an editor in there. That was a cool directory. I was back when I used to actually put in stuff that I wasn't trying to promote. <laughs> the same thing. You just run into the zealots who ruin the whole thing. Yeah, and it's not to say that the wiki is actually. There's. I've found lots of stuff. You know that I was researching. You know, products. This or historical information or some of that sort of stuff that you know there's definitely a use there and there's 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 core data so to speak that is going to be pretty inarguable but then there's all this this extra outside stuff where the wiki is really intended to go beyond traditional encyclopedias and encompass the mat cuts and the SEO industries of the world but then that's where you start to run into the problems of the policing it and what's accurate and what's really going on and what's the a reputable The idea that anybody source. can edit it is just stupid. <laughs> well, right, my not son really anybody, day, any, anybody he's, can edit it, but whether or not anybody has the authority to make a final edit is the, is the real problem. Right, we no, can go but in I mean, and edit it whole, all day. They just keep reverting it, so it's not really true anybody can edit. Right. But that's just a lot of waste of time, right? So, like, my son's doing his homework. He found the wiki, saw the button that said edit, clicked on it, put a little smiley face on the page. <laughs> he was just like, whoa, can't believe that's there. I explained to him how the wiki works, and it wouldn't be there for long, son. But yeah. he just thought Take it, it was ten minutes. <laughs> amazing that they would even let him edit anything. I was like, well, it is kind of amazing. Well, you gotta love wikis. Wikis are uh, 
they're pretty good black hat tool if you avoid the actual wiki. Well, they actually are, and there's a lot of black hat value in the wiki, and that's why I'm going to say on that. But uh, it's interesting to me, the bigger picture is that this whole wiki search engine thing, you come out and you make your PR, I mean, you're going to bite the hand that feeds you, right? The only reason the wiki exists or anybody cares or knows about it is that Google features it so prominently. Yeah. So you're going to come out bad-mouthing them and tell them how bad they suck and then, you know, not get any visitors. <laughs> we suck that bad, maybe we shouldn't find Wikipedia, huh? In the, uh, in the chat room here, they're saying they should just uh, should just ban Wikipedia from Google for a day and straighten everything out. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> and then it would be kind of like how the ODP is right now. There's still people, I think, somewhere behind a door somewhere arguing about the greatness of their directory, but nobody gives a shit because nobody uses it for anything. I used to use it for crawling. Back That's in the good it. Old days. It's such a, you know, it's such an old broken down piece of crap that was going to be the greatest thing that ever was. it was stupid from the get-go. And all it did is become a great place to spam and jam. And the wiki is like that now too. It's you just got to be a little more clever with the wiki. Yeah, it was certainly, it's like our whole theme today. Everything has evolved. It's definitely more work now. And, and, and when everything's said and done, you know, Spam 2.0 is, is definitely more work on real content. Yep. And that's, that's fine. It should evolve like that. But, um, you know, it's just the amount of effort people go through to get stuff listed in the wiki because of the value of that link is pretty hysterical. I love it. There's other wikis that are easier to get in and are valuable. Ah, but they too. don't have the same trusted love factor. <laughs> and on that happy note, we'll leave that little tidbit of black hattedness hanging out there. That winds up the inaugural show of 2007 of SEO Rockstar. Yeah, we won't talk about it until it stops working. Exactly. Everybody have a great week. We'll be back next week. <laughs>